Welcome to Trial by Wine. We take a closer look at crimes that highlight how fascinating humans can be. Schmitty, Swanee and Clarky visit crimes and run them through their jury of three, debating both sides of the case to agree an appropriate, if totally fictitious, sentence. Please be advised, Trial by Wine may include explicit or disturbing content and will include drunken rambling. Listener discretion is advised. All right. How are we? <laughs> Very well, thank you. How are you? Good, good. Excellent. Swanee? Uh, very warm here in Perth today, but um, other than that, all good. No complaints. What about you, Pear? Uh, warm chilling. here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, oh, we've yeah. got 30 yeah. odd, I think. Mm, Schmitty, what is it there? You've got a jumper on or something. We're in matching wife beaters, aren't we? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Steeda, Stella, Twire and Ivy in full roll. It's been raining and windy and freezing all day. So, yeah, Mm. no, I'm in a fleece, yeah, because it's uh, cold, cold, cold. But that's right. That sounds hideous. (laughs) It's not the best. What have you been doing in the last 24 hours since we recorded yesterday? Did some uh, trial by whining. (laughs) Bit of research. Mm-hmm. Um, and enjoyed the sunshine a little and lay on the couch. We finished watching Wednesday, which oh, yeah. uh, was quite good. So, yeah. What about you two? I've been to the beach with my family last night because it's so hot. We went and did an evening swim at sunset, which was very pleasant. Oh, nice. Which beach? Cot. Oh, nice. I'll only swim where not, they have the shark north net. Cot? <laughs> no, because Cot. at Cot they have the shark, the shark barrier. Net. And frankly, I'm a bit of a fan of the shark net and I'm not embarrassed to say, well, I'm a bit embarrassed to say, but yeah, I used to swim a lot more at the other beaches, but now I just think, oh, especially we had my mum here and stuff. It's, yeah. it's just easier to be in a place where we're not going to be eaten um, <laughs> at, at dusk. So um, that was very pleasant. Yeah, even if it doesn't eat you, it would be very traumatic to see it eat someone else, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's not, it does something that I'm not a massive fan of is um, shark action at my time at the beach. I don't really like that thought of that so mm. there are certain times of the day when it's very very clear on certain days where i'd be okay to swim somewhere because you could really see something coming toward you you can see it when it comes yeah, to not, not you not say that so. but the fish can't see it so yeah, i feel true. like yeah no i just it's just something i prefer to avoid if possible so i'm quite comfortable just being with every man and their dog in the um yeah. in the in the soup that is in the soupy is, bit yeah anyway it was lovely so we did that and yeah then i came home and then i did a little bit of Trial by wine research. Mm. I was trying to find some Florida man content, and frankly, Florida man, I feel like it's slipping. Oh, they said the it's hard. You know, it's hard for them to keep up with the hijinks. Really, we no. haven't referenced Lad Bible either for a while, so you I know, know. it's so very I'm serious. Cons- yes, I know. Yeah. We have the Lad Bible has been absolutely missing. Maybe I need to get back onto that. But yeah, maybe I was in, I was in what just serial killer land and it was like my mum walked past to go to bed, had to like close the screen. I was like, she doesn't need to know what I'm looking at. <laughs> Brilliant. What about I you, Schmitty? Sh- oh, I've been circling back all day. Uh, it's my <laughs> first day back at work. So I did a bit of that. Best day ever. Very exciting, yes. Was there a lot of stuff that had been put aside for the beginning next year that you had to pick up on? Not really. No, That's no. Um, it was a pretty cruisy day, actually, and I, um, I hope I'm touching wood as I say this, but I suspect the rest of the week's going to be pretty cruisy too. And I'll enjoy that because then I'm sure it's going to heat up and get manic pretty soon. Yeah. So who are we? I'm Schmitty. I'm Swanee. And I'm Clarky. And together we are... Trial... Bye. 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 Oh. Beautiful.
And um, yesterday we had a trifecta of Diet Coke or Coke Zero, apart from a bit of uh, Bacardi. What are you drinking today? And so we're back. From From outer outer space. space. (laughs) We are having a (laughs) Feathertop Vermentino. Mm -hmm. It's very, very delicious. Beautiful. It says it pairs well with sunshine and friends. And given that it's warm and we're with friends, it's kind of perfect. There you go. The perfect pairing. And what about you, Swanee? Let me guess. I'm currently nil by mouth. You won't even get that. No, I've just come back from a lunch where I've had two litres of sparkling water and a Diet Coke. So I'm just trying to get through this without having to run to the loo all the time. So, um, yeah, I'm nil by mouth for the first half, I think. I'd hoped you were going to say two litres of wine and then it was just going to be an absolute shit show, but not to be. It will happen. You wait till you see me drunk. You just wait. You haven't seen me that drunk, I don't think. Oh. I have on occasion. Not as drunk as you sound. Oh, goodness. (laughs) What are you doing? Well, after yesterday's... You thought you'd go get a healthy version, is it? No, I don't think it's any healthier than a monster. Um, or was it a mother? A anyway, mother. mother. A mother. mother. <laughs> yeah, I quite enjoyed that one. This is a um, sugar-free blue V. And the reason I'm on that is because I was keeping up the tone yesterday on two episodes with Bacardi and then followed with some sparkling rosé. Oh. And so I feel like my liver could do with a little break for little at least rest. one of our episodes, yes. Right. Well, uh, I'll carry it. Well, Stuart Thank and I will you. carry the uh, flag well today. And, yeah, I'm handing yep. the mantle over to you. Oh, it's like yours. a smooth unless, relay change. Unless <laughs> Tony's sitting in the background there with the oh. champagne Tony flute. is drinking something. He is, yeah. <laughs> what are you Tony? having, Tony? It's a Grant Burge uh, uh, sparkling Oh, uh, the old Grant Was there some yes. left? Uh, yeah, there was. Miracle. <laughs> What's a dribble? I didn't even get through the Is bottle. it still sparkling or is it just yeah. rosé now? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's sparkling. It's lightly, lightly spritzed. All right, so who's got a story for us today? Pick me, pick me. Oh, Clarky, do you want to go? <laughs> I'd love to, yes, yes. So today I would like to tell you the story of Tracy Wiggington. <laughs> Um, she, she, I don't know if she's a victim or not, but Wiggington made me laugh. Sorry. Do you mean she's a victim because of her surname or do you mean something <laughs> no, else? I mean, it seems something terrible could happen to her or she could be the perpetrator of terrible things. But anyway, Wiggington's funny. Would you like to, would you like to guess at this point? I would like to make one guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of her before, but she sounds like she's the kind of person who'd come from like a town in England, don't you think? Yeah. Not, not a city, but a town. Or Australia. Which, which yes. town? Because her parents moved out here. <laughs> ten, pound, ten pound pom. Ten pound pom. That just sounds English. Anyway, could be totally wrong. It just has a feel from to it. Wigan? Wigan. I'm Chief Inspector Wiggins. Is that from um, Simpson? Simpson, so maybe Wigan. she's from Springfield. Oh. Yeah, another Springfield connection. We've had a few in the, our time. Do me a favour and just guess victim or perpetrator. Trace. Perpetrator. I think maybe perpetrator judging by the way you're smiling. I don't mm. know. I hope so. I don't use some sicko. God, but what, what was wrong with my smile? Was it like a perpetrator? I've got to tell you what, the, I didn't tell you guys this yesterday. When we were recording yesterday, my screen was very dirty. And at first, exactly where Clarky was sitting, there was like this black dot and mm. it made him look like he had one black eye that was just like a, like a, not a black eye as in being punched, but like a black pupil. Like, and you looked really oh, kind of, you were a bit scary. hungover. 
And I looked at him and I thought, oh, like oh my goodness me, does yeah. he doesn't look real happy. <laughs> he looks <laughs> rough. You look like you're just staring at this black beady eye. There was a bit of dirt. <laughs> and, you know what, and you know what? And today it's still there. It's where Schmitty's black sweater is right now. I can just pick it up. The, you're in a different square. Yeah, yeah, we swap. You looked really kind of not pleased with your one black eye, which is a bit of black, black speck on my computer. <laughs> so let's progress this story then, shall we? Yes. So, so first up, my sources are Wikipedia, news.com.au, ninenews.com, oh. so it's not oh, a, no. an English one. She's local. And lastly, which is going to definitely give you a flavour for what's to come, Killer Instinct, mm. Having a Mind for Murder by Donald Grant. Mm. Tracy Wigington or Wiggers, if you'd like, was born on the 4th of August, 1965. She grew up in the northern Australian coastal city of Rockhampton. She was adopted at the age of three by her wealthy maternal grandparents, George and Avril Wiggington. Maybe they were the ones from the UK, Swanee. They sound like, oh, Mm, yes. George and Avril. The Wiggington. (laughs) I've changed that from Wiggers, which was a bit more down market. Yeah, a bit more Rockhampton. Yeah. Rocky style. (laughs) So they adopted her after her mother could no longer care for her following a divorce. Mm. Wiggers claims that her grandparents were controlling, violent, and had physically and sexually abused her. Mm. She went to private schools and would eventually inherit property and assets from her grandparents worth $75,000 at the time. Oh, which... I was going to say seventy-five million. <laughs> I was going to say, whoa! Well, I was going to say, whoa! Now I've got yeah. my two. Yeah. It was like fair division. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, I wouldn't say no to third division. Yeah, though. yeah. <laughs> but that was approximately three hundred and ten thousand in twenty twenty-two dollars. Okay. So you know, not too shabby. Uh, and that meant that she didn't have to work to support herself. Something to put through the pokies. However, she wasn't like that, so she did work. And she worked as a bar attendant and bouncer and had been studying a sheet metal course. Right. Right. (laughs) Okay. Look out. Wigington's sexual and relationship history was chaotic and family and other relationships were blighted by a volcanic temper. Wigington had relationships with men and became pregnant twice. But as far as I could see, there were no children from those. So I'm not sure whether they both ended in miscarriages or, or what. When her romance with a male friend of her birth mother ended. Hang on. Male friend of her birth mother. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When that ended, she entered her first lesbian relationship with the man's partner. As you do. It sounds like there's four people in the house. (laughs) (laughs) Right, so that's where her first lesbian relationship started. Uh, At the age of 15, after her grandfather's death, she attacked a man trying to get close to her grandmother. Wigington fractured his nose, drove his hearing aid into his ear canal and and slashed his fingers. Why is that funny, Schmitty? Why is that funny? It was the hearing aid bit. It was like just this image of her attacking this, you know, octogenarian who's trying to talk to her grandmother. Like this is so unnecessary. Drove his hearing aid. She must have into his ear canal. Really hard in the side of the head. Yeah. Mm. Goodness me. Yeah. 
On another occasion, she went berserk, destroying a house full of belongings of her adoptive sisters. So she wasn't the only one? No. Okay. Following a move to Brisbane, Wigington began to immerse herself in the occult, keeping black magic items on her person and using blood from animals to draw occult symbols. This is the early 80s now, yeah? Yeah, probably goes, yeah, heading into the the mid-80s. That's a bit of the background of Trace or Wiggers. (laughs) (laughs) So now we... we, uh, I feel like we've probably called that right, but we'll see. It still has to play out, yeah. Now we fast forward to October the 20th in 1989 when Wiggers was 24, and she and three of her friends, now the first one I will butcher just for your humour, um, also because I can't say it properly, Lisa Teschinski maybe? Teschinski? P-T-A-S-C-H-I-N-S-K-I. So I reckon the P is silent, so I'm just going to go Teschinski. Okay. She was, tw- she was 24. Mm-hmm. And two other women, Kim Jarvis, age 23, and Tracy War, age 23. That's more like it, Jarvis and War. Yeah, that's much yeah. easier for a white, for white trash like me, darling. <laughs> <laughs> the four of them had been out at Lemoore's, a lesbian nightclub in Le inner Moore. city Brisbane's Fortitude Valley. Mm. Yeah, Lemoore, not Lemoore's. Lemoore. Whilst at the nightclub, the four young women plotted to pick up a man as you do when you're lesbians. They left the club at around 11.30pm and climbed into Wigger's Green Holden Commodore (laughs) to to cruise the streets. I know someone who's her Green Holden Commodore. Really? You? Oh, Swanee did. Oh, it was special. It was very, when I was... Did you go cruising in it with your three lesbian friends? Oh, I thought it was hot. Don't worry about that. I loved it when we first got it. It was very special. It had velour inside. Mm. Oh, velour, darling. So they go for a short drive and around midnight they run into Edward Baldock, who was a 47-year-old council worker who, like I'm sure many of us have, uh, had staggered out out of a bar after several beers with friends and was on his way home. The father of four was drunk and when the carload of females stopped and offered him a lift, he took it. Wington drove seven kilometres to Orley Park on the river in Brisbane's West End, an area she well knew would be deserted. Leaving the three others in the car, she led Edward to the park on the promise of having sex. She took off her shirt to reveal her breasts and offered to have sex with Edward when she got back. Then she slipped off into the darkness to take a pee. Oh, She's classy. Excuse me, Dal. I'd love to have sex with you. I just need to go and take a pee. I'm on the blob. Oh, no, she's not on the blob. <laughs> Too much. It just it smacks of that, I'm afraid, it, but, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, no, she's having a pee, so she's going to be, I know, I know, I you know. know. It's the whole grossness of the whole situation. Okay. Yeah. Edward got a little bit excited, undressed, and sat naked on the grass waiting. He'd taken off his clothes, folded them in a pile, and... Oh... And pushed his wallet under the roller door of the rowing club a few metres away. Oh. That's important. He was fairly Quite tipsy. Well planned. And he mm. sat waiting for what must have been an unexpected treat. Sex with a woman 25 years his junior. Sensing Tracy coming out of the darkness behind him, Edward said, What are you doing? She replied, Nothing. As she removed a knife from her trouser pocket. Oh, God. Oh, She'd gone to fetch Lisa. Wigington plunged a long-bladed knife up uh, to its hilt uh, in uh, Edward's uh, neck uh, into his spinal cord. Oh, God, no. 
Oh. Did that escalate a little too quickly? Oh, it's like that thing in Wolf Creek. Oh, okay. Oh, Carla oh, has to take her headset off when you upset her with these I things. I can't do that stuff. Okay, oh. so do you want me Can to I just continue? Ask, I do what you can do. I just, just wanted to check. So yeah. Lisa, walked, it was just Lisa on her own that walked back and stabbed him with the uh, big knife? Yeah, no, Wiggers did. So Wiggers Lisa, yeah. Lisa, Lisa came Lisa back. So free. she didn't go for a pee. She went and got Lisa, who was her girlfriend oh. at the time. Oh, see, I'm getting them confused. Tracy, sorry, right, yeah. Tracy. Yeah, Tracy, Tracy but, Wiggington and Lisa. Yes. Oh, she went and got Lisa. Yeah. And so who stabbed him? Sorry, Lisa. Tracy. Tracy. Oh, Tracy. Oh, God. Wiggers. Wiggers stabbed him, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm going to cope with this. Just a sneaking suspicion. I don't know why. So the next bit is, and I can actually, if you want to take your headset off, Carla, yeah, I can okay, call yeah. you back. Okay. Signal me in. So she then ordered... Tuschinski back to the car and over the next minutes, Wiggington was like a shark in a feeding frenzy. Edward tried to grab her hand, but she pushed his arm down. She withdrew the knife and stabbed him again, first in one side of the neck, then in the other. She continued stabbing him before grabbing his hair and slashing the knife across his throat. <sighs> Despite his injuries, Edward was still alive. Oh, my Lord. He made gurgling noises and rolled onto his side. Tracy again stabbed his neck, trying to get into the bones and cut the nerves. She's not nice. Awful. Blood welled from Edward's mouth. She sat and watched him until finally he was motionless. To make sure he was dead, she plunged the knife deep into his side. She's a love too, isn't she? Um, Swanee, I think you can come back now. I think she's doing the worst thing. She's looking it up. She's like, what's the point? What are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) You are the worst. How could you? you? How could you say I'm not listening to it, but you clearly looked it up just then. Who? You. Me. Because I thought I had to know what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) I can't listen to it, but I can read it. No, that's true. Because there's no detail. That's true. I don't, where have you got up to? What's happening with this? So, she's yeah, she's him. just plunged the knife deep into his side to make sure he's dead. So all the, all the killing bits are done now. <laughs> okay, all okay, right? okay. Once the deed was done, Wiggers sat down, reached up into her sleeve of her T-shirt, pulled out a pack of Winnie Reds <laughs> and smoked a cigarette. Uh, I, I made a little bit of that up. I don't know whether the cigarettes were in. In a T-shirt or not. Or if they were Winnie Reds, but she definitely sat down and smoked a cigarette. And then threw the knife in the Brisbane River before washing her hands and arms. I mean, nice that she washed her hands and arms, but I feel like there'd be a lot of blood after all of that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She dressed and returned to the car (laughs) to get uh, her friends. So she brought... Hey, guys, guess what I've just done? (laughs) It's crazy time. Oh, I've forgotten his name. Sorry, Never sir. Never that. Edward. <laughs> oh, I can't let me fold his clothes up. Isn't that funny that that bothers me so much? So uh, she got Lisa and Kim to come down to view her handiwork whilst Tracy War stayed in the car. She wasn't having a bar of it. The three of them, so Lisa, Kim and Tracy, were convinced Wiggington was a vampire and that she had killed the man to drink his blood. She had earlier told them she needed to feed when she got back in the car, they were sure they could smell blood on her breath. So there are so many things that I think that I could say that are so wildly inappropriate. Oh, go on, have a base, crack. Have a I crack at one. I don't, I don't. 
Well, it sort of was going to relate to blood and lesbians. Someone else and not being having... on the blog. Oh, Someone not else having... was on the, <laughs> on the blog. <laughs> Perhaps not having to go to all that effort. <laughs> there might have been a way you could have circumnavigated well... <laughs> having to go out, push the boat out quite so far and just maybe dabbled a little bit. That's I didn't when... want to say anything, anything remote, like something too inappropriate. That's when the right time of the month becomes the wrong time of the month. <laughs> oh, God. You'll be saving lives. Vampires might not think menstrual blood is, you know, as as nutritious. As I've got a, I've got a sneaking suspicion yeah. that you're probably right because now that I think of it, I've never seen that reference. But not that I'm the type of person to watch anything that's a bit gory about anyway. vampires. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm pretty sure that's otherwise. Otherwise, there would be a whole other um, subset of <laughs> that genre. I think. For all we know, there is. You know, I'm we don't sure know. if you Google vampire lesbian porn, that'll come up. Hmm. Well, obviously. Tracy hadn't seen it. Was <laughs> <laughs> it the late 80s? You know, they didn't have the internet. Oh, that's yeah, true. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. true. She what, couldn't wasn't just in Googled. the latest of it, um, episode of Penthouse or. <laughs> How do I get my feed monthly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> monthly. Maybe she did get it that way monthly, but she needed it weekly. Who knows? Oh, maybe. Well, that was why I thought she had a group of friends. Oh, no, that's a problem. Oh, oh, goodness. oh it's just getting from bad to worse. I know. Right. Goodness. Okay, right. So the, the next morning, a jogger running along the Brisbane River almost tripped oh. over Edward's body. Oh. oh, horror. Yeah. So police were called and a forensic pathologist was brought in to have a look at the crime scene and the body. Carl, I'm going to talk a little bit about the wounds now. Okay, okay. Well, I just, okay. Do you want to unplug? Yep. The main wounds were to the back and front of the neck. Huge gaping holes marked the two major injuries with 14 satellite stab wounds. The spine in the neck and the spinal cord were three quarters cut through an injury that would have required considerable sustained force. The two main arteries in the left side of the neck were completely <laughs> severed. Oh, sorry, Carla just Carla's reading the, it. She No, 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 she didn't. She put the headset just close to oh. her ear and she heard two main arteries and she pulled it away quickly again. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, that um, is a vicious, vicious attack. It's a very, that's the whole point, right? It's a very mm. vicious attack. The adjacent jugular vein was partially severed. <laughs> the chest showed three further stab wounds. There were 27 stab wounds in total. Oh, oh God. Totally unnecessary. And now Swan is walked off. She's <laughs> gone to vomit, I think, yeah. You can come back now. It's safe. It's mm. safe. Three, two, one. Yeah, back, back, back in the room. In the room. It was like an it was like a medical sort of every time I listened yeah. slightly I was hearing some other major artery. artery. So it, it was a very frenzied, sustained, attack. terrible attack. Just the poor yeah. people coming into contact with that, like the jogger, even the people of the paramedics. Could you people, imagine? Yeah. I know, just to see something so it's like out of out of a movie in real life, you know, by the Brisbane River. Remember the wallet that was tucked yes. under the. Surf yes. Pump, garage well, the, door. Yeah, the rowing, rowing door, club. That's it. Yep, yep. The rowing blue, club, my mistake, sorry. Yeah, yeah. So what police found at the scene of this murder made it one of their most easily solved cases, <laughs> given that such a seemingly random killing could have been so difficult to untangle. A blue wallet under the clubhouse door contained a credit card in the name of E. Baldock. A pair of men's shoes lay next to the body and in the toe of one was a bank key card in the name of Miss T. Wiggington. What? In the shoe? Uh-huh. In his shoe? Uh-huh. Yeah. 
What an idiot. How did that happen? I'm wow. assuming he scammed it. He scammed it. He's, he's, he's got it taken it out of her pocket yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. So I reckon he was a bit unsure as to what was going on and thought, I better hide yeah. my wallet, wallet and I'll yeah. hide it with the evidence. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. So his wallet, we know he put that under the roller door. Yeah. Yeah. But the shoe with her card in it was next, was to, next the body. to his body. Was Yeah, so he had his clothes all neatly, neatly stacked, but the card was in the shoe. Okay. Is it possible that one of her friends put the card there? Oh, yeah, quite possible. Right. Yep. By 10 a.m., police were at an address in the northern suburb of Brisbane where, sorry, in a northern suburb of Brisbane where Tracy answered the door. Hi. Crazy night I've had. Oh. <laughs> that didn't take you long. Hi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can I help you? Yeah. What, what could you possibly want? Who is it? The sequence of events on that October night were pieced together by police largely from accounts given by Tracy's friends rather than by Tracy, as at first she claimed to recall little of what had happened. After leaving the Riverside Park... What have I done? Oh, oh, goodness me. Oh, I what? Oh, it couldn't be me. Oh, it must have turned into a vampire, a werewolf. Was it a full moon? After leaving (laughs) the Riverside Park, Tracy drove to her friend's house and went to sleep. She awoke early and realised she had lost her key card. She and one friend went back to the park to find it, but they saw a man's body, became alarmed and left. Tracy went home and said to Debbie, I've just seen a dead body. Oh. Debbie drove her to Orley Park. By then police were at the scene attending to the body. Tracy became distressed and said, oh, my God, it's real, before curling up in a fetal position in the car. The women returned to their flat and Tracy went to sleep after Debbie gave her two sleeping tablets. Three hours later, the police knocked on their door. Debbie was surprised to see how calmly Tracy spoke to them, as if it was all about some minor matter. Tracy was interviewed three times by police before a charge of murder was laid. So I'll talk you through the three interviews. In the first interview, she denied knowledge of any murder, but admitted having been at Orley Park the night before. The police took her there and she showed them the playground area where she said she'd been playing with two friends and where she must have lost her key card. Police- <laughs> playing? Play- <laughs> I was just out playing with my friends yeah. in the park. We'd left, with, um, we'd left a lesbian bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, because we were door. desperate to get on the swings. I just want to play. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know where there's a great sand pit. (laughs) Really? Let's head down there. I was going to ask Clarkie, and I'm sure you'll get to it, which maybe you won't, I'm not sure, but it it just seems like she just parted company with the other three girls that she'd been out with and she's gone to see or gone to stay with Debbie. Debbie is her ex-girlfriend. So she's not one of the three from the night before. She's not Lisa War. She's oh sorry, she's not War. Yeah, she's not Tracy War, Kim Jarvis or Lisa Tashinsky. Yep. So those three have just just gone home like, oh, what a night. Yeah, so oh, De- Debbie and her night. used to be. All oh, right. Yes, so police told her that it was in that area of the playground that a man had just been murdered and she responded, oh, no. <laughs> She's... She then told police there had been a third girl present that night, her new girlfriend, Lisa. Lisa hadn't mentioned her before because she didn't want Debbie to know she was seeing Lisa. Oh, right. A second interview was then conducted. Police told Tracy that her friends had told them she'd seen a body the previous night. Tracy became upset and confirmed that she had seen the body. It was horrible, she said, and she and her friends hadn't known what to do about it. They were scared shitless and decided not to say anything and just forget about it. 
We were set, scared shitless, Orifice. I mean, officer. <laughs> Shortly after that, police interviewed Tracy a third time, <laughs> telling her that her friends had confessed. This she is be- Wiggers. Wiggers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She became distressed, but once she was convinced the confession was real, she said, put the tape in. I'll tell you what happened. Oh, my God. She's just turned into Al. She's got very deep (laughs) voices. She's turned into Al for a home and away. And where's me me smokes? Yeah, give us a a Winnie blow, mate. Put the tape in. I've got a story for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make your balls go in. You call me toots. Strap yourselves in, boys. I've got a story for you. Here's information. <laughs> I'm sorry, Siri. Siri. I don't know. Siri, Siri says, here's some information, and it's come up with a picture of Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> On your watch. Yeah, oh, no. I did not do a Scottish accent. That's very rude. Oh, no, that's not it. That, that was hilarious. Siri. She said her two previous accounts were all lies and then gave a detailed account of the events that resulted in the murder. So they weren't playing on the swings. <laughs> no. Or in no, the they were in a sand pit. <laughs> what it, you know, what yeah. in fact they were doing was that she and her three friends had been at Club L'Amour in Brisbane's nightclub district drinking a Schmitty classic, can you guess? Bacardi and No, it's an olden Cruiser. day, olden day oh. Schmitty classic. Oh, Pimps and um, Dry. Donna. <gasps> oh, good old Esty. Oh, I like it. I don't anymore. No, oh, I couldn't do that sweat. trash. Can't come at that, no. I don't even know what that is. Yes, you do. I don't know. You might not have drunk it. I had it. Yeah, I had it. I tried it once. I think it was Christmas time last year. I opened one up and I couldn't drink it. It was so sweet. Gross. Yeah. Whilst at the nightclub, they decided to entice a man down to the river as a joke. Tracy was to turn him on and then leave him there. Then she gave police a detailed account of how she had killed Edward Baldock. Her motives were entirely unclear, but the police had their killer and Tracy was arrested. Debbie, who we spoke about earlier, had been with Tracy for almost two years, but for six months prior to the killing, the relationship was very strained and open. The pair had been planning to go away together to get close again, though Tracy had started an affair with Lisa two weeks before the murder. In the weeks before the killing, Tracy and her friends had picnicked at night in the old Tuwong Cemetery, just west of the city, oh. and had taken home a fallen headstone. I thought you were going to say a fallen head then. I was like, oh. oh to, a fallen head? It's not a <laughs> apple. <laughs> oh, well, you know, they might have just been picnicking in a sandpit in the cemetery. <laughs> They like sand pits, just our Swanee. Which was next door to the park. Oh, stop it. <laughs> you know what we should do? We should go and play near the playground near the cemetery. Near the cemetery, yeah. Ooh. Someone's left a headstone here. Should we take it home? Why not? Yes, great idea. <laughs> well, well done, Wiggers. So, <laughs> in the week before the murder. Can we have lashings of ginger, ginger beer, beer at yeah. our picnic in the cemetery? Oh, Wiggers, I do love it when you oh, suggest something. Wiggers. Front of Right, so that was what happened in the weeks before the killing. In the week before the murder, Tracy and one friend had watched a vampire movie in which a couple was abducted and killed. They'd also watched over and over again a video of someone having their head blown off by a shotgun. Oh, that's disgusting. I don't even know how you, whether that is that a movie, do you think, or is it a real video? I don't know. In the 80s? Like snuff- in the 80s, Where yeah. do you find that? Anyway, two days. It's like the 12 days of Christmas. 
Two days before Edward's death, Tracy had been withdrawn and sullen and spent a lot of time sharpening a knife she owned. The night before the murder, she dyed that's her hair midnight I was just thinking, black. That's what I do when I'm feeling a bit annoyed. I just get the knives out and sharpen them. I simply get all of my blunt my knives out. out. <laughs> that's right. So, so bad. <laughs> well, it's sullen and then mm, I'm just sharpening my knives and <laughs> sullen. Mm, what's wrong, Shots? so yeah the night before the murder she dyed her hair midnight black lisa said tracy told her she would get pig and cow blood from the butcher to drink oh no no need no need (laughs) couldn't we just have a rigadonna yeah why not is it rigadonna rigadonna ricker 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 not ricker Not rigor mortis. Not rigor mortis, no. Four times, Tracy had persuaded Lisa to cut her wrists so that she could suck her blood. Yeah, now I'll I'll return to the uh, question at hand earlier, Carla, regarding menstrual blood and vampires. I've done some reading on it. Of course you have. Of course you have. I would have to say the jury is out. Uh, Some some say that the blood of the period is not got enough oxygen or live cells in it to satisfy the, you know, the need of a vampire. But others say, "Yep, go for your life. It's grouse." So disgusting. Anyway, so there you go. (laughs) Smitty, you never fail to deliver the detail that no one wants to hear. You might have picked up on this, but the friends felt controlled by Tracy. <laughs> they <You think? laughs> they believed she had some kind of supernatural power. Uh, she told them to sit cross-legged in front of her and hold her eye contact with the light behind her. They saw Tracy's body disappear, leaving just two cat's eyes floating before them. Mm. Oh, jeez. I feel like that was after a meal of magic mushrooms on toast. Tracy reported being furious with her girlfriend Debbie in the period leading up to the murder. She felt she had given everything to Debbie, spoilt her with expensive gifts and bent to her every whim, only to be repaid by having to listen to Debbie having sex with other lovers in the room next to hers. Oh, Debbie, you've pushed too far. Debbie's a downer. Debbie's a downer. Debbie's a root rat. (laughs) (laughs) Debbie. Uh, (laughs) Debbie. Debbie, keep loud. Keep it down in there. <laughs> Debbie, you slack-ass mole, who is it tonight? You never scream like that when you're with me. Oh, God. At first she could not. To be honest, this story is really upsetting me. <laughs> <laughs> Shut my mouth. I'm just going to sharpen my knife while you guys. I simply remember <laughs> my favourite things. And, and then I don't feel Look out, Tony. (laughs) Sorry, he saw me set that one up. Anyway. (laughs) At first she could not vent that rage directly onto Debbie or any female friends, but it got to the point where she couldn't handle her anger towards her girlfriend any longer. She said, if I'd stayed in the house that night, I think it would have been her that got killed. Whoa. So coming back to one of my sources originally, Killer Instinct, Having a Mind for Murder by Donald Grant. Debbie was 
psychiatrically assessed and it was identified and the assessors are defined that she had six different alters. Oh. Yeah. Um, Under hypnosis unto which... Debbie or Tracy? uh, Did I say Debbie? You said Debbie. Oh, gosh. How confusing. No. Wiggers. Wiggers. Well, Wiggers. I was thinking maybe that explained why Debbie was copping off with so many oh. people. There was six of her. Right, right. Yeah, no, no. No, Wiggers. Definitely Wiggers. Wiggers. Right. Goodness me. Under hypnosis, unto which Wiggers readily succumbed, she would speak in different voices and manners of the six personalities. So the first one is Big Tracy, possibly a confederation of all of Big them. Big Trace. Big Trace. The second one is Bobby. Said to be 16 and initially aggressive, contemptuous, cynical and callous. Later, it was thought Bobby might have been present after Tracy was sexually abused and then grew chronologically. Bobby described Big Tracy as anxious, depressed, distressed by the murder and a wimp. Oh. Big Tracy's a wimp. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Bobby says. Yeah, so so says Bobby, yeah. Then number three was The Observer called herself me and watched what the other alters were up to. Right. Number four is little Tracy, a frightened child who was there after the sexual abuse but then did not appear anymore. And number five. Large Marge. No, large Marge. No. <laughs> the fifth Stella. one is April. Now, mm. April is a terrifying alter noted after a dramatic disintegration of Bobby. She appeared to be in control of Bobby by causing screaming in her head. April embodied her grandmother with violent tendencies and culminated a similar viewpoint as her grandmother had previously shown Tracy. The April personality is the one believed to have committed the murder. Was the grandmother's name Avril? Yeah. 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 Made me think of our friend Avril. That's why I remembered it. And then the host personality is number six. The person met outside the hypnosis regarded as a probable amalgam. So so also Wiggers, I think we could call that one. (laughs) So she's quite complex. Wow. If you believe any of this. Mm -hmm. So Donald Grant interviewed Wiggington at Brisbane Women's Correctional Centre to help assess whether the young killer was mentally fit to stand trial. Wiggington's defence team argued she suffered from multiple personality disorder, now known as dissociative identity disorder, and was therefore not guilty by way of insanity. A judge ruled Wiggington was fit to stand trial. She pleaded guilty to murder and was sentenced to life in prison. Yeah, that's interesting. If you have multiple personalities, does it mean you're insane? It is interesting. Well, I guess the judge didn't think so. The defence team hoped so. Maybe if you've got six personalities, you should only get one-sixth of the punishment. That's just a maths problem. If you... If you have if you multiple had six personalities person- <laughs> and none of them killed anyone, and, no, <laughs> oh, right. and one of them murdered yeah, yeah, yeah. someone, How- if one of your personalities is travelling <laughs> on at a the train, speed of twenty-five <laughs> on a train at the speed of twenty-five kilometres per hour, with seven bread rolls with in their seven pocket, others. <laughs> <laughs> and they have one bread roll an hour, and the train mm. ride lasts five hours. How many bread rolls? How long should Wiggers spend in prison? Eight years. One sixth of the time. Uh oh. Oh, she got life, you said. She got life. Life. Life, life. right. So, yeah, in 1991, a jury convicted Wiggers of it's murder. Not good, because she won't be able to cheer herself up, Swanee. Well, with her I doubt that they'll let her do any of this in jail. 
Oh, I'm sure she'll find she a way. She might get a sign to the kitchen. You don't know. It's it's strictly brown paper packages tied up with string for wiggers. <laughs> Raindrops on roses, yeah. that's right. Yeah, no whiskers on mm. kittens. So, yeah, in 1991 she was convicted of murder and was sentenced to life imprisonment by a Supreme Court of Queensland with a minimum of 13 years. So mm. Lisa Teschinski was also convicted of murder and Jarvis of manslaughter. War was acquitted. She was in the in the car, wasn't she? She, yeah. she was in the car. Yeah. She didn't call the police or anything, but she didn't actually go there. Yeah, so she stayed in the car the whole time. Jarvis and, and Lisa went and saw the handiwork. Yuck. Surely she's an accessory at some point. Well, she, who? Trace. After the fact. Well, she hasn't actually she's acquitted. done anything. She was still charged, though. Yeah. They, they didn't just let her walk away. Wiggers made four unsuccessful parole applications until 2011 when the parole board granted her application. She was released from prison on the 11th of January 2012 despite lying to the parole board. Nice. So how long had she been in prison for? Just under 30 years? So 91 she was 91. convicted. And so 20 years. 20 years. 20 years. In 2021, interest in Wigington was revived when it was revealed that she was posting images on Facebook of vampires, witches and a pile of real human remains. Oh, yuck. Following this, the officers who investigated the case said that Wigington's parole should be revoked, but it wasn't revoked. You said before that she had lied. Was that when she got parole in the first place she had lied, did you say? Yeah. Okay. It was only a, a minor lie, but they oh, let, okay. her, let her go through anyway. Okay. Still on parole, Wigington's public posts on Facebook under the assumed name Oberon Fairchild include an image... <laughs> 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 you both laughed Wiggers. at the same time. Wiggers. Wiggers. Enough. Illusions of grandeur. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Uber on Fairchild. Uh, uh, give us a dart. <laughs> Start the tapes, guys. Uber on Fairchild's I'll tell about you to talk. really happened. Oh, God, I just realised this one's probably alive somewhere. She would come after us. So oh, the uh, I've been thinking that for the last five minutes since you said she was out of jail. I'm like, oh, God, no, I know. I'm too scared, Wiggers is, oh, I'm terrified. I don't, I don't think Wiggers is out. Clarkie's going to tell us she's back in the clink. <laughs> you better, otherwise you're not allowed to. I refuse to have that happen to me. My God, she's terrifying. <laughs> When we come to the sentencing, I'll be like, oh, I'm good, whatever, you know. Let her out. She's innocent. Just keep her in Queensland and I'm fine. I think she's a, you know, stand-up citizen, you know, gay rights. Yeah, Yeah. good on her. Build her a sandpit. Stop it. You better have some news for us. Keep going. Oberon Fairchild's (laughs) posts include an image with a reference to people being eaten. (laughs) One, One meme also stated... Do not meddle in the affairs of dragons, for you are crunchy and good with ketchup. Oh, what a dick. (laughs) (laughs) I love the way you go from, oh, I'm terrified. I know. Oh, what a dick. dick. I know. We don't even say ketchup. We say tomato sauce. She lost me there. She lost me there, I'll be honest. Yeah. You had you had yeah. a level of terror and suspense, but she I was nearly one. scared. Lost to a tomato I, sauce I slash was ketchup. very concerned. That's I'm not sure. I yeah. That's, that's just that's silly. That's an embarrassment. Another image appears to be warning. Now panic because I'm back. Oh. That one could be directed at you, oh, Swanee. Don't tell her where I am, please. <laughs> She's gonna. <laughs> Is that I'm back, comma fuckers, or I'm a back fucker? 
I'm oh. backfucker. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> she likes to spoon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. With my strap on. Hmm. The officers that led the investigation, Pat Glancy and Mick Austin, say the posts are disturbing and her parole should be reviewed. The purpose of the murder was for her to be able to drink human blood and that was achieved, Austin said. There was a degree of Satanism involved and witchery. Witchery? The shopping... Yeah, the, the, yeah bit of witchery. What was that, is, what was that little jingle? No, I was thinking this I wanted to go, witchery, witchery. The winning, they're else. blinds. That's, no, no, that's blinds. Victory, that's victory. Not witchery. Uh, funny. Mr. Baldock's family have been angered to learn of the alleged social media posts, understandably. Oh. Absolutely. And have slammed authorities for the lack of action taken. Mr. Baldock's daughter, guess what her name is? Tracy. Yes said the family never wanted Wiggington to be released. She should have always stayed in jail. Life is for life, I say. She added that the images of the vampires Wiggington is believed to have shared online were disgusting. Little is known about Wiggington's life outside of prison, but her heinous crime has not been forgotten. (laughs) With books, countless news articles, and even a television special dedicated to the topic. And that, my friends is the story of Tracy Wiggington, Brisbane's Hang on, so she's lesbian still vampire out. killer. 100%. Oh, oh don't. Yep. yep, she's currently caravanning around the top end on her way down to Perth. <laughs> she's, she's probably she's, already here. She's, she's looking for that mole who does that podcast. I'm going to fucking get oh, her. Oh, don't. <laughs> and you didn't even say where you were swimming this afternoon. It's all right, there's shark nets. I don't, I'm not happy with that at all. That, I'm displeased. She should, why is she doing that? Be in that? jail. She sounds like. <laughs> why is she doing that? Which bit? Coming to get you? That? No, but just, oh. Why is she She's writing horrible things it, on yes. Facebook yeah, and, she... and not just being a sensible member of society because she's got a, she's been released? Yeah, she's still mm. macabre and behaving poorly. I would suggest that she's probably got some psychological issues that perhaps haven't been dealt with. No. No. It's driving most of as long what's as, going on. As long as Big Tracy's doing the caravan trip. I'm too scared to look at she's, she's a woman over left, yeah, If Big Tracy's doing it and she's left Avril at home, you're fine. April. Big Tracy, April, April, sorry, you? yes. You don't want April. Oh, yeah, no. fuck it Because <laughs> Tracy's anxious, depressed, distressed by the murder and a wimp. You could, you could take mm. her out. You, you could push her over the shark net at Cottesloe. <laughs> Throw a rope up. Catch stop a big trace. Stop you talking. Be careful. She, stop, stop, she could stop, punch stop, you in the side of the head and knock your oh. hearing aid down your, your ear. Can <laughs> 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 oh. Goodness. There you go. Oh, that's terrible. Muriel. Yeah. Mm. I'm too scared to talk now. Nah. Too late. You've nah. already said everything. There's no I way. Know. It can't possibly be edited out. She's going to. Oh, get I can definitely out. edit some things out. Don't worry. Oh, I just feel disrespectful. I'm, I'm scared of for calling her wiggers. <laughs> you're scared. <laughs> that's I'm what sure you're scared of. Called, called worse. That's, I, that's where it started, right? From the very beginning, I'm in a bad place. I think. I think if you saw her in public and you said, "Hey, wiggers," she'd probably turn around and go, "What? What? What do you want? <laughs> what do you want? What she'd be I used want? to it. Put <laughs> it. Put a tape in, boys. I'll tell you what happened. Nah, she'd be fine with Wiggers. Oh, Wiggers is fine. Yeah. yeah. She'd probably agree with your assessment of Debbie. If I had a friend um, named so Wiggington, I'd right. call her Wiggers. 
Well, the dip totally. is a great rat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Jeepers. Sure, should be fine with that. It's 20 years have gone by, you know, that's a lot of time. Actually, longer than that, isn't it? A lot of knife sharpening. Nearly, yeah. nearly 30 years. Oh, I've got all the timing wrong. Anyway. <laughs> just, just on your way, Trace, you just do what you just do you and just stick yeah. to posting stuff on Facebook and we'll just, leave just it literally do yeah. you, you do not you. anyone else. Nobody else. Leave yeah, other people yeah, alone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, I, I yeah. think, I, I think April, April sits in the caravan and goes, Hey, big trace, put your foot down. I got more knives to sharpen. I'm going to get that swanny chick. Oh, God. Oh, God. Shmini, you've gone very quiet. I was just thinking about. You well, look like you're in a trance for a minute there. You're thinking, oh, oh no. you're scaring me now. It's the effect. <laughs> you're watching her, me levitate and just see my cat eyes remain. <laughs> No, I wasn't watching anyone levitate. No, I was thinking about that nice man, John Jarrett, in Wolf Creek. I was thinking about the horrible scene in Wolf Creek where he stabs a girl and he cuts through her spinal cord. And and that's one of those things I'll never unsee, right? So it's a film that you never want to see. Yeah, well, you're welcome. But it's this, this, the brutality of that attack as described. I mean, he took your headset off so he didn't hear half of it, but it was really... So appalling, so vicious, so brutal that I think, as we often do, is we've had to make light of a whole lot of other things. But Mr. Baldock and his family, the fact that he also wasn't killed instantly and, you know, that she just kept stabbing and stabbing him. You missed all of that. Was he still uh, alive was, for a while? Yeah. For a little yeah. while, yeah. It was oh absolutely my God. horrendous. And I do, I do wonder about where, how her key card got in his shoe, whether or not, yes, he had put it there, got it off her, or in point of fact, maybe Big Tracy put it in there when oh, April wasn't looking. Could have done yeah. too. Oh, stop it! Stop it! Going to get you, April. I'm stop it! You. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, I don't even know I'm who just... the enemy is. What's your name again? Sorry. <laughs> and it could be what? Well, April, Trace, Bobby, Little Trace, Little Trace, me and me. And me. And Paul. And Paul, yeah. (laughs) I think you bringing the whole multiple personality thing in was quite a a bit of a twist. Mm. So anyway, are we going to sentence her or Swanee's not going to because Swanee's shit scared now? (laughs) I I reckon you'd have the best sentence of all, but you've just gone silent. I'm terrified. I'm terrified. I'm a bit of a big mouth until I'm not and then I'm scared. (laughs) Very good. Very me. And he said my name in. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I already know your name. I have to be a witness. Pro- yeah, we're gonna have to be yeah. like witness protection. Witness protection. Yeah. I'll, I'll send it to her because I think uh, she obviously I don't know what she's like now. So maybe she's better. But back in the olden days, she clearly enjoyed being in control of other people. She clearly enjoyed feeling powerful and whether her tomfoolery with symmetries and vampirism was real to her or just part of an overall act to be terrifying and scary and controlling of other people. I think the best thing that I can do is sentence her to be, I'm trying to think which one, maybe Brigitte in The Sound of Music. So she just is perpetually one of the children having to go around and sing these are a few of my favourite things, that sort of stuff, without any knife sharpening or anything like that. She just dances around in the Swiss Alps and has a nice time with Fräulein Maria and pretty much we just leave her there in a kind of Disney-esque space. 
where she's got no control over anyone. There are no knives. There's no vampires. There's no nasty thoughts apart from the like Nazis. I feel of like course, you're sending, but, you know, sentencing her to happy land. How do you still know that she'd like it? Tracy. <laughs> I don't think she'd like how it. <laughs> when the dog bites, when, when the, the vampire stabs. <laughs> What I'm feeling, so Murderous. I simply remember my favourite thing and then I don't feel so bad. <laughs> I don't think she'd enjoy it. Uh, I think, you know, she'd be sort of unable to do the things that yeah, she did enjoy. Or she'd like murder them all. Well, or yeah, turn okay. them all into scared lesbians. Clarky? I'm not. I'm not happy with that. I think I would enjoy being in the Sound of Music. I did the sound for the rest of your life, over and over again. Well, I don't think you know, so. there's worse things. I did the Sound of Music tour when I was in Salzburg, back in the day. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'd, I'd like to be. If I was going to be in the Sound of Music over and over again, it would be the first half. The second half is just puts me. We're just sleep. running away from the Nazis. Yeah, all the time. there's you know all the songs <laughs> end, and it's just it becomes a different movie and the. That's not the good part of the movie for me. Okay. So yeah, maybe you should put, maybe maybe, maybe we put her in the second, second half, half of the movie. Of the film. And You're almost sixteen, going on seventeen, are you, darling? I am. I am. <laughs> I have a lot to learn. I think yes. If she could spend the rest of her ni- her knife her life running <laughs> running away from the Nazis, uh, that would be yeah. that would be better. Being betrayed by Rolf. Yeah. Okay. And all of her other friends. So she's definitely someone who rules by fear. So it's not just that she wants the power, but she does it by scaring the crap out of everyone. I think the violence that she portrayed is unacceptable. She did do that whole hearing aids in the ear canal thing, which kind of probably takes me more to the Game of Thrones scene where Prince Oberon gets his skull crushed through the eyes. Yeah, it's um, a fiction, Carla. Relax. Carla's not saying anything because she's still she's worried about shaking. that caravan ride through the top end at the moment. <laughs> I'm checking she looks the like curtains. She's going to spew all over the camera any moment now. I'll stop it. I don't know that I want to be that violent to her, but I, I definitely think she should be in jail. I think Tracy Baldock got it right in this instance when she said, "Life is for life." life. Is life. Yeah. yeah. There is no way somebody who did what she did, who then comes out and does creates Oberon Fairchild on Facebook and posts all of those things. I get it's Facebook. I get it's not real. But, you know, I, I just think you've been in jail for a whole lot of time for doing something that's horrendous. Just fucking stop it. It's like, I don't know, a pedophile hanging around schools. Just, yeah. just don't. I, I get that you haven't done anything, but you're walking that line, and yeah, it doesn't give me confidence that she Isn't she is rehabilitated. To. So I think definitely back into prison, maybe the sandpit, naked in is the she sandpit. Being, is is there any sort of um anybody watching her? <laughs> <laughs> Observed by anyone yeah. other than the observer. Yeah. Oh. oh my god, we've traced the call and it's coming from your house. Stop it! It's coming from inside. Yeah, the inside. House. <laughs> oh, stop it! Yeah, no. So I think definitely life. I do think that she needs to have no power, 
and, and so yeah, to your point, is, is anyone watching her? I think whilst maybe... I don't no, know, but maybe, I'm serious. Is she Yeah, no, and I, I know under you are. Under parole conditions, is she? Oh, oh, maybe she can't leave a state. That would be a yeah. start. Ball and chain. She's still You'd be in, okay with that? Not allowed to leave Queensland. What if she was buried in the sand up to her neck at, <laughs> at the high tide-ish mark? All right. Then she won't get you because she can't no get out of the sand. No comment. <laughs> still non-committal. All right, I think just we send her back to jail. Yeah. Well, everyone's safest that way. All right. Well, no hard feelings. Weeks. We're yeah. Yeah. Just moving Look, on. We're tight. We're still sure. tight. I'm sure you know if we ever met that we just have a yeah. lovely old dart together. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shits and giggles all the way. Oh, okay. Well, that was quite the horrific story. Thank you, Clarky. Carla's going to. <laughs> Not sleep tonight, uh, I'd say, but just bear in mind, toots, that we're, I'm not going to release this for 10 weeks, so that's when you need to start. Oh, I've got yeah. some time to just live my to life. To plan. Until that's I have right. to that's go right. into... Enjoy it for now. Yeah, Set yeah, up yeah. the booby traps. To... No, I need to yeah. change my identity and move to a different no, place. Oh, God. As we say every week, miss you already. Ciao, yeah. darling. Bye. Sure Bye. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Thanks for listening to Trial by Wine. You can contact us at trialbywine at gmail.com. Please rate, review and subscribe to Trial by Wine on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to support us, you can become a patron at www.patreon.com, Trial by Wine. Or visit our website, www.trialbywine.com to donate to us. Your support will help us cover many more cases and apply wacky sentences. We really appreciate you listening and hope you tell everyone about us. Our cover art is by John Christo and music is by Beauchamp from pixabay.com.